the first fight back, the guy broke his leg oh, in like a minute. Uh, and uh, <laughs> So that wasn't great then. I was in the back and I heard the noise. So I checked the kick and I seen his foot like wrap, wrap around oh. this way like. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's happening? Another episode of Chat and Pony with the Badman, as always. Obviously, a lot of people like to watch it on YouTube, but you can watch, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, give it five stars, leave a comment, whatever you just do, get the algorithm going. And obviously, get over to the Apex website for some body merch. These tops are belters, the body way, so get on them. But today, we have a, the heavyweight in the house, so introduce yourself, big man. I thought it was going to be more of an introduction. I was, yeah. I was looking forward to being. Uh, I, get, I was looking I, forward to you bigging me up. Then I get me. Uh, I always get me guests to introduce themselves. Oh, okay. lad. Uh, what do you want me to say? Tom Aspinall, <laughs> tw- twenty-nine years old, six foot five inches tall, one hundred and sixteen kilos at the moment. One hundred and sixteen. Yeah, I'm a heavy guy. Every guy at the moment. And uh, yeah, I'm a UFC heavyweight in the top ten. One of the best one UFC the best. heavyweights. Soon to be one of the best UFC heavyweights to walk planet Earth. That's what I believe. Yeah. That's what I truly believe. That's yeah. what we've got to believe. I always say that. Love. If you don't believe that in yourself and you're in the UFC, you're in the wrong game. Yeah. I completely fact. agree. Completely agree. Yeah. Well, lad, I always say this with every guest, lad. Let's go back to the start. All like, right. Let's go back to the start. You know, how, how did you get into doing MMA and doing jujitsu and mm, stuff? I feel like I had, like most people from like a newer generation, like me and you, I had like a natural progression into it. Yeah. So it was like, my dad is a jujitsu black belt. One of the first UK jiu-jitsu black belts. Pioneer, as they say. Yeah, pioneer. So I was always like going down. Basically, when I had nothing else to do, I was like a young, shy kid. And uh, I didn't have like much of a social life. I had bits, you know what I mean? But I wasn't like going out all the time and that. And just whenever I didn't have something on, I'd just go to the gym with me dad. But in them days, it was a little bit different. It wasn't like, there was like these days, kids' classes all over the place. Yeah. You can jump in with 20 people your own age. Then I was like 10 years old. And the other 10 people on the mat were 40 years old. Do you know what I mean? So I trained a little bit and then I come off and just mess about or whatever, do whatever I was doing. So it'd just be like a place for me to just to, just to kill some time, basically. How big was you when you were 10? I though? wasn't that big though. You know? Wasn't you? No, when I left school, I was five foot nine. Don't lie. Yeah, I was when I was 16. Was you? And then between 16 and 18, I grew to six foot five from five foot nine. I used to have some bad growing pains in my back and that I used to go for scans. Ask my dad, we used to go for... Uh, Scans and all that on my back and see physios because I thought there's something wrong with my back, but it just turned out it was growing pains. Lad, that's crazy. Wild, isn't it? It's wild. I know. Lad, I grew that, loads. What's that about? I don't know. Ten inches or nine yeah, I grew inches or something. Loads, mate. Years. Absolute loads. And I was like, a, I was dead skinny as well. I was dead skinny. But yeah, I used to go and uh, just go with my dad to the gym. So I trained a little bit before, 
And then I'd just always be into like boxing. There'd be no kids boxing. So I'd switch over to wrestling. I always wanted to do combat sports, but it, there just wasn't kids doing it at the time. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Then when I was about 14, 15, then I was kind of big enough to start training with adults. Do you know what I mean? Because there was no kids classes. And uh, then I started it properly. I reckon when I was about 14, 15. So what was you weighing then when you were 15? As no, you say, you're only five mate, now. Heavy, I mean, you're only five no, now. No, I must have been. What was I, Dad, when I was 15? Yeah, about 70 kilos, yeah. I wasn't like mad heavy or nothing like that. Yeah, when I was 15, I think I was like 50 kilo. Yeah, but you're, you're a naturally small. No, people my weight, like I've got a mate who's like my size and he's been my size since he was like 14, 15. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Most people like that, but I only grew when I was like an adult. When I, as you say, when I spoke to Forrest Griffin, lad, he said, I'm sure he said he was like 200 pounds when he was 16. And I just went, what? What have they been feeding you, lad? I can't, how are you that big? It's weird. I don't. I don't know how it happened. All natural, no steroids. Yeah, no of steroids. Course, that goes out saying. <laughs> no steroids. It is mad included. as well, though, as you say, your dad. Your dad's not a yeah. massive fella. My brother's is he? my size as well, though. My brother's is he? my size. Yeah, yeah. My brother's my size. Me, uh, my kids are big as well for their age. I've got cousins though. Cousins who are girls who are like six one, six two. Pretty big for female. Just runs in the family then. Yeah, just them good Just genes. Miss me, dad. Miss me, dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you jealous, Andy? No. <laughs> Tell you what though, being big, I'm not even like freaky big either, but some people are like freaky big, aren't they? Like yeah. six ten and that. Like I struggle getting around, getting on planes, public transport, just being in public, in busy places in general, I feel like a bit uncomfortable because of my size anyway. But imagine people like six ten. Like Stefan Struve and that. Mate, there's some big freaks out there. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Like, remember when you thought Volkov? How big was Volkov? Mate, six nine. He's six tallest nine. guy in the UFC at the moment. Yeah. He's, he's a big guy. And yeah, he, he is, is one big, big. guy. I can never seen him in the hotel and just being like, whoa. I remember when he came, I didn't think he was that big and then he came for the face off. And I remember looking up at him and I was like, my eyes were level with like underneath his chin. Because <laughs> 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 well, I'm like, mo most people like that with me. I remember thinking, yeah, he is pretty big actually. He's yeah. a big guy, but... I'm a lot faster than him. A yeah. lot faster than him. Well, so. I'd you proved that on the night. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. when did you have your first amateur fight then? And what, I want to ask you as well, what rank was you in jiu-jitsu at that point? Like what belt was you when you had uh, your first? So I started off mainly me, my background really is jiu-jitsu, but I always, I always like did a bit of everything. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I would float in and out of striking, float in and out of wrestling. Because my dad was a jiu-jitsu guy, I would always like be consistent with jiu-jitsu. So probably like a purple belt but at the time purple belt was like pretty good yeah it was like when i was 18 belt. i think i was 18 when i had my first amateur fight um yeah purple belt was like it wasn't like a purple belt these days it was like way different than oh, 10 yeah. years ago so yeah i think it was a purple belt then i think i'm not sure it's hard to remember this stuff in it i don't yeah, know it is when you look back i, I know i was a blue belt just because it didn't get me purple until i was a pro you know what I mean? Yeah. I was a blue belt when I had my first few fights. It's hard to say. I might I might have been a blue belt. It's hard to say with me because I feel like uh, I kind of like had two careers, I feel. Yeah. Because I had like nearly three years off MMA. So Yeah, we'll get kinda, to that. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. We will get how to many that. amateur fights did you end up having, Tom? Nine. Nine. I would have had, had way more, you know, but you know, like these days, this I'm off and all that, I would have well gone down that route. But I, I say the same. I'd have wished when we was younger that they had the IMAF. It just wasn't around in them yeah. days. It just weren't around. I literally would have had 30 amateur fights if I could have, because I always thought like, it sounds uh, big-headed and biased, but from someone like yourself, it won't. I knew I was going to get in the UFC, mate. Yeah. But the first day I put my gloves on, I knew I was going to get in the UFC. I just knew it. So I wanted to get as much experience as I could, even as an amateur. I weren't asked about an amateur record. I was 9-0. But I wasn't, if I would have been one and one and eight, I wouldn't have been bothered because it starts yeah. fresh when you're pro. So 
I wasn't really, I wasn't asked. I just wanted to fight everyone and everyone. And I think that like, um, I mean, nine fights, I'm pretty sure like six or seven were unbeaten at the time when I fought them as well. So I was fighting everyone that I could who was any good before I turned pro. That's my idea is I want to get as much experience as I can as an amateur, but basically just run out of guys to fight. Yeah, you're spot on there. I always tell the amateurs in the gym, I say, lad, I wish I would have lost a fight an amateur. Yeah. You know what I mean? Never take, lost. That's what I would say I'd like to say to amateurs, take as many fights with as many good people as you can. Yeah. You can protect your record, a little, especially these days, you can protect your record a little bit more to get on big organisations now, I think. Um, you see a lot of that nowadays. Yeah, like, it's sad, isn't it? It's it sad because it's getting a bit more like boxing, which it, I don't like. No, don't I don't like either. that at all. You know, going to the, like, that's why I love Cage Warriors. Um, obviously, you know, with Graham being your manager. I'm not linked to Graham at all. Yeah. Like, I, Graham's not my manager. I don't really know him personally or anything like that. But I always, like, give a shout out and big up to Cage Warriors because it's even fights. Yeah. Like, it's 50-50 fights. It's not like a ticket seller against a guy. Lad, them shows do my I head I hate in. them shows, mate. Lad, it's I too much like boxing. Them, lad. I like, can't stand the boxing model, mate. Yeah. can't stand it. Like it does my head in, like, because people get to like 25 and 0 in boxing and they've still only fighting cabbies and plumbers, lad, through the week. And then, like, you people who just they don't want to get finished in boxing. That's another thing I found mad about boxing. I went and I going to a boxing show about three, four years ago in the Olympia. And, lad, there wasn't one finish. Yeah. Because they just fought Journeyman and the Journeyman wanted to fight again the week later, so they didn't get finished. That was the main thing, just cover up. Mate, they're just finished. trying to do the rounds, aren't they? It's bizarre. Yeah. It's a bizarre thing to. Uh... Because I've been involved with it as well. I know we want to talk about it a bit later, but obviously I, I, not obviously, but I did have a pro boxing fight and like dabbled in that world a little bit. And a lot of the time the fighters are paying the opponents, you know, at oh, their own yeah. money. And I didn't even know, I had no idea about this until I actually uh, turned pro myself. You have to pay your own opponent out of your own ticket money. Yeah. It's bizarre, mate. What it, is that? It's weird. As soon I, as I found out that, I was just like, I don't want to be involved. I in this. only know that because of Brandon and Liam, lad. They two made two box. Yeah. That's the only reason I know that. Like literally, like there's a few. Sh they were meant to fight on a few shows, and because they never sold enough tickets, and that they it got yeah. They can't afford they their can't opponent. afford yeah, their yeah. opponent, so yeah. they didn't end up fighting. It's scary. So bizarre. It's. A, I honestly didn't know about it, and uh, like when I went over to boxing, I was like, right, this will be good. Get me some consistent fights and then that, and then they started saying, like basically, you have to pay your opponent out your own money. I'm like, I want to pay a guy who's going to come in and try and fucking knock me out. That's what I want to yeah. do. I want to, no, sorry, I don't want to pay a guy. Yeah. I want a guy to get paid off somebody else to come and try and beat me like I'm doing with him. If you're, That's exactly what I'm thinking. If, if you're paying him, he's, he's not bothered. He's just in exactly. there getting the payday and thinking, oh yeah, I'll just Mate, last they just this. Have the, they have them big gloves on, obviously, in boxing. They just carry their hands around, around their ears and just cover up. <laughs> it's like, how are you supposed to knock someone out? Mate, you trying at me, I'll try and at you. Let's see who goes down first. That's boxing for me. It, it is. Not this one guy's like, but mate, these boxers are 25 and all world champions. They've never even had a fight. So They've I'm, never had a fight. It's bizarre. How many boxing fights are in the Just one. I just just one. one? Yeah, I just have one. And how one many and years done. did you take out of MMA for that? Well, it was a bit of a weird process, really. So the reason I went boxing was, um, at the time I was struggling to get MMA fights. Like yeah. I, I kept doing a training camp. I'd pull turn out. up, pull out. A few times, mate, I'd have my hands wrapped turn up to the event, sold the tickets and my opponent won't turn up. It oh, was bizarre. Lad. And then I kind of, I, I didn't fall out with it, but um, my dad knows Peter Fury. Yeah. Who was Tyson Fury's uncle and his coach at the time. And uh, they asked her to come down and do a bit of sparring. So I started going sparring Tyson, sparring Yui Fury, sparring the other, other heavyweights down there and stuff. 
And then started getting friendly with them and stuff. And then they just said, why don't you have a boxing fight if you can't get matched doing MMA? So I thought, right, I'm going to box then. I'm going to do that for a little bit. So, mate, it took ages to get me license, you know. It took me like a year to get me license. That long? The boxing board didn't want to give me a license. Is that because you fought MMA yeah. already? Yeah, mate, it was bizarre. So they t I had to go to three board meetings in Bradford, which Bradford's pretty far from mine. It's like an hour and a half away. Yeah. And uh, I had to like explain to them what MMA was. They pretended they didn't know what MMA was. <laughs> Um, and they, they kept sending people down to watch me spar to make sure I could defend myself properly. It was really bizarre. Excuse me, it was very bizarre. And then uh, just messing about with my license all the time, didn't want to give me a license. I finally got it. When I got it, I didn't realise that I basically had to pay my opponent. Otherwise, I would have <laughs> never done it in the first place. And then I had the one fight, fought an absolute bum, knocked him over. And then I wanted to fight a guy who was like a step up and they said that he wanted six grand for me to fight him out my own money. And I wasn't getting paid. I was only getting paid my ticket money. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even sell six grand worth of tickets. Do you know what I mean? I don't make six grand on the ticket money. So yeah, pretty soon after that, I was like, you know what? I'm this boxing's getting a leg. Yeah, exactly. I want to go back to MMA. Yeah. Boxing was only really something that I was doing. In my head, it was only, basically I started sparring with like really high level boxers straight away, like Tyson Fury, Yui Fury, um, Joe Joyce, Daniel Duke, like I've sparred all these like high-level high guys. And I was doing okay for an MMA fighter. And I thought, maybe if I do a bit of boxing for a bit, I might be able to compete with the boxers. Yeah. And I was coming on. I was doing really well and stuff. But once I realised you have to start playing, uh, paying your opponents, I was like, nah, it's not for me, this, bro. That must have been some experience, that, though, getting to spar all the Fiori's, Joe Joyce right. and people like that. Absolutely. Like, I think I'm where I'm at because of that, yeah. pretty much. Because uh, not even just that, but just being around like the Furies mentally, like Peter Fury is an amazing coach physically. But I think I learned more mentally off him because he used to take it like really serious, you know, like fighting. Yeah. He used to be like, if I made a mistake, mate, in a, in the gym, like that bothered me for like two weeks after, like I'd lose confidence in the next sparring session just because I made one mistake. Whereas Peter Fury and Tyson Fury and... and the whole Fury family, really, they just see it for a sport. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, if they, if they make a mistake, mate, they have a laugh about it. And <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I was like, I'd make one little mistake. I'd be like, oh. Let it ruin it. your day. Yeah, it ruined my day. It ruined my week. <laughs> like, because I'd make, I'd like get it a couple of times in sparring. And I just started seeing it for what it was, which is just a sport. And what's the worst that can happen? You get knocked out and, and what? Yeah. You're going to wake up. That's it. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. We don't, we don't want to say not like that. Like, well, touch wood. Yeah. I mean. So after that, I come back and then I was uh, I was enjoying it again. Then I was loving MMA and completely different approach, mate. Completely so different. Before that, before you went, what was your pro record before you went to boxing? I didn't have a great record because, uh, so I lost early on. I lost like my third pro fight. I just got caught in a in a submission yeah. that I couldn't escape. I, I lost my fourth as well. Yeah. I got put unconscious with an anaconda. Yeah. Mate, it happens. You're inexperienced. Yeah. You're fighting someone experienced. That's, it, exactly. That's what happened to me. I was a young kid. I, yeah, was, like I, was, I was 18, lad, and yeah. I fought someone who was like 30 something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. uh, so I did that and then I lost on a DQ uh, decision, DQ uh, disqualification, which that was just a lot of so my record wasn't even great. It was, I think I was like five and two. A DQ? Yeah, I got DQ'd me. What for? I don't God, like- I need to know the I don't like on talking this, like... about it too much uh, because <laughs> um, the guy who- uh, the, I don't really want to talk don't about it. Don't even say know. his name. I, I don't even want to talk about it because he will definitely be sharing this all over Facebook and Instagram as soon as he knows Yeah, I, lad, I always talk about like losses, but I never mention their names. Yeah, well, ever. the guy- You know what I mean? It wasn't- it wasn't an illegal technique. I got done for a 12 to six elbow and it just wasn't, 
Um, and yeah, it was just a big, big old, uh, big old mess up. Yeah, but he, he said like he and he overreacted at all. Oh but, no, yeah. he didn't. He was he was actually sound. You know, uh, he got a big cut on his head. The ref kind of panicked. It seemed, and then uh, the show magically lost the footage of that fight. What? Yeah, yeah, mate. Oh, it was all dodgy, but. Lad. I don't like talking about it publicly because yeah I know what you mean people seem to like you know what it's like when you you get a bit of like wind behind you everyone's like people want to talk about it everyone likes to get that name and like Lad, I saw it the other week the the juice head who beat me on cage warriors lad you know what I mean big Roy dead he beat me on cage warriors lad after a beef Vargas he put a post up you put a picture up of him yeah, getting his, mate, him getting his hand raised, it's the saying, worst. or I'll, I'll come back and fight you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Lad, you're being cut by the UFC. You're a bum. Shut up. Yeah. Mate, to be fair, it's the same. I think it's the same with everyone, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone has losses, and it's like, you can't celebrate someone else losing. That's just no, weird, man. It is. You can't I do say that. that. Especially like a DQ loss. But the guy, the, the guy's actually pretty sound, but... Um, People like attention, don't they? Yeah, that's, uh, love attention. That's the that's the thing, and people will get attention and a little little bit of an ego boost wherever they <laughs> can. So, yeah, he beat me. He beat me on the on the yeah. records. He beat me. So you can keep that. You can keep that win, bro. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So how old was you when you got back into MMA after the little three uh, years? I think I was 26, I think, 25, 26. And I just matured loads, you know, in them few years yeah. I had off. Like, you know yourself mentally, you change so much between like your early 20s and now I'm nearly 30 now. And like, I'm way different to what I was like in my early 20s now. And I feel like being around the Fury family and, and all them high level boxers and having my dad around me loads and stuff like that just helped me so much mentally and mental aspect plays such a big part in the sport that uh, when I came back, I was just like, this is it now, I'm going for it. You're spot on there, lad. Like when I was 18, I thought I was a man. Yeah, you just but not. I look back now and think, wow, you was a child. Lad, yeah. I didn't become a man until about three years ago. Really I think seriously. I'm still struggling with it, to be honest. Yeah. I'm married with three kids, me, but I'm still, uh, <laughs> I'm still struggling with uh, the adult side of stuff. But yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think as a heavyweight, you mature much later as well. I still don't, I think I've still got a, a bit more like physically and mentally maturing to do before like uh, I'm confident on going. Because mate, when I come back from this knee injury, I'm coming back to win the title. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. Like this has been holding me back for a long time and it's fixed now. And when I come back, I'm coming back to win the title and that's it. I'm not doing nothing else. I'm not messing about with nothing. And uh, yeah, I'm coming back to win the title. Yeah. Feel ready lad. for it. I know what you mean there, though, because literally, I, I used to think I was a man lad from 18 to 24, and like literally until it's in like 25, and like the last two years, I realized, like, no, now I've, I'm starting to mature, really. Yeah, and yeah. I'm starting to become a man because, yeah. like, 
I look back at some of them fights I had. I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was still a baby. Yeah. And I was fighting men who uh, like as I say, I've got two losses on my record, two of them are to juice heads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So like I ate all that. Pisses That's me something off. that a lot of people realise as well. There's no there's no testing in these smaller organisations, no. bro. Zero. Zero test. Absolutely testing. zero. They can't afford it. No. And uh there's a lot of people out there who are never going to get to the UFC simply yeah. because they ain't going to pass a drug test. Or they either get to the UFC and start gassing in three-round fights yeah. and they don't perform. They look perform completely it. different. Exactly. You see that with a lot of Brazilians, don't you? Yeah. A lot of Brazilians. <laughs> Since they bring, uh, there's nothing against Brazilians, but there used to be a lot of Brazilians champ Brazilian champions before they brought this USADA stuff in properly. Yeah. And they're like, you see a lot of them these days, they look a lot different, a lot different. Uh, the, the one I think of right away is Henan Baral. He was on like yeah. a 32 fight win streak. Yeah. Usada come in and he got muftied. But then saying that he got muftied by another juice head, TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, he did. Another he did. cheat. What do you think of his last fight, Dillashaw? There's a lot of controversy on that, isn't there? Like, should he have fought with an injury, should he not? It's one of the... I, I look at it from his point of view and it's like, how old is he, 38, something like that? I think fair play to him. I do. Give as him a, his due. As a fighter, you've got to go in there believing that yeah. you're going to win, no matter and what. Like, the way I look at it is if you... Like, Rafael Asuncao, who TJ Dillashaw took his title shot against Barrow. Yeah. I remember he took it on yeah, short yeah, I notice. Remember. I remember. Rafael Asuncao has never had a title shot since. Mm. Know what I mean? That's how you've got to look at it. Definitely. TJ Dillashaw's probably went into that fight thinking, I'll never get another title shot again. I need to do this fight. Yeah, yeah. Know what I mean? So, I say hats off to him. Mm. Like, he's went into the fight expecting that to happen, but he thought, no, what, I've got a puncher's chance, I'll yeah. try and do it. Fair play. I completely agree. And... You always have to bet on yourself. And everyone's injured. Everyone's yeah. injured. I'm not bothered what anybody everyone says. Everyone goes into a fight I'm injured. I'm not bothered what everyone was saying. Oh, you know, the, the medical staff should have... St how, how are the medical staff going to know about yeah. that? Unless he goes and says, listen, my shoulder's popping yeah. out all the time. Then they'll say, well, you can't fight. <laughs> so you're not going to say that, are you? Doing a full training count with one arm, you're going to try and fight with it. And that's what you're going to do. there, Yiri. Was, have you seen Yiri? was meant to be yeah, saying, I'll yeah. still fight. I'll still fight in the UFC. And the doctors are just like, listen, if you fight with that, you might never be able to fight ever again. Yeah, yeah. It's wild though, because they were saying, uh, I read, I don't know how true it is, but it's going to be like north of 18 months until he can come back. Yeah. That must be proper bad, that injury, whatever it is. I read 12 months myself, so over 12 to 18 months, lad. It's got to be bad, because a lot of the time you don't see people vacating the title straight away. They no. usually do an interim, don't they? So, which is, must be bad, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, must, must be, be bad. Really bad. He's got that samurai warrior code, though. I, I, like, really him. Like, I, I like him. I do, I really like him. I like him a lot. He said, and he doesn't want to hold the division up. Yeah, I like that. I, I like that about I like him. the way he's done I, I like think it's him. very unfair on Glover, though. Yeah, because they basically just f***ed him off, haven't they? It seems. They said, didn't they? You've already beat Jan. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to do it, it's Ankalaev. But Ankalaev's a completely different fight. So he said, yeah. I want another month to prepare. Yeah. And he said, no. I think he's probably, I don't know, but I don't, will he be done now? I don't he's know. 43. It's quite old, isn't it? It's quite old. I don't know. The, some people like, especially the bigger weights, they seem to go longer, don't they, than yeah. the heavier weights? Like Olienech, how old's he now? Oh, he's about he's, 56. I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been cut now, though, hasn't he? I Has think. he been cut now? I'm not sure. But he is old. Yeah, he's, he's about Even like when you 40s. see him walking about and that, he's like, he looks old. And then I was, obviously I was going to mention Joel Romero, lad, but he's just a specimen. Yeah, he's a freak. He's just... But mate, even Frankie Edgar, like I was just, I just been to the UFC gym in Hamburg. Um, just got back this this week and Frankie Edgar was there he's 41 didn't even know he was that See, old I didn't know he was I that he was old like 35 yeah, I had I didn't no know idea he, was that old. he looks fresh as well but he's been going for years he has, yeah, he has. for years yeah. like, it's yeah. crazy to think I always think about Frankie Edgar lad, it's crazy to think that he had the lightweight belt he's so small you know yeah lad he's I, so small he's so small when yeah. I was uh, remember when Cheeto knocked him out yeah I MSG remember, was that yeah MSG yeah. I was there and lad I went away in and that and I was looking like 
Cheeto makes him look tiny. Yeah, he's and so Cheeto's little. Cheeto's a bantamweight yeah. who's always fought a bantam, and he had the the belt at twenty pounds heavier. Mm. That it was pretty usada, like. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't think he was ever juicing though. Nah, I don't. I, Frankie Edgar's not that type of guy. No, no, he's not. He's got to get it in. That was pretty usada. It was. Know what but I mean? uh, he said he literally walks around at like one sixty. I think that's what he was saying at weekend. He said, "Oh, I put loads of weight on. I'm like one sixty five." <laughs> but, uh, you you're still, double that or something are no, you? I'm like uh, the minute I'm like 255 260 yeah, nice I'm a heavy guy but uh, cardio's not my strong point at the moment that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm lifting though I'm lifting I'm lifting all the time yeah that's what I like I think lifting is the big thing me for keeping your cardio because for keeping it yeah why do you think that I think because lad I'll be honest when I fought Levy I had a camp for that fight Did lad you, yeah. like I got back from America like 205 or something and I had to just get the weight down. I had like eight right. weeks. So it was like I a like, weight-cutting camp, basically. Yeah, it was just yeah. a weight-cutting camp, seven, eight weeks. But the reason it was like that was because when I was in America, I wasn't lifting. I was not I was still training all the time with J-Flow, but I wasn't like lifting and doing yeah, the yeah. other bits. And I noticed it when I got home. So you think that keeps you fit, like cardio, yeah. like conditioned? Like this camp, I was still doing all my weight sessions Paul Reed was putting in for me yeah. in America. When I got home, I think I got home about 90 key, you know what I mean? Yeah. About... Under two, definitely under two hundred pound, one ninety five or something, and then I just felt like I had the fitness already yeah. there, that built in. I had a bit longer as well this I've time. Heard, I've never heard that before, actually. Like, I can't be honest, lad. Like everyone says it, every camp, oh, best camp of my life. Yep. But this one actually has been, and this isn't going to go out till after the fight. So oh, is it not? Gonna, nah, they're, they're, they're all going to see it when a punch his head in on December tenth. <laughs> know what I mean? Everyone will see that this has been the best camp of my life. But okay. that last one, lad, it for the leather fight when yeah. we both fought in London lad that was a that was a rough camp lad you, you, your performance was still good though you still look slick I didn't think I did lad. Of, I actually watched the fight I was saying I just watched it it pops up on my YouTube I think UFC released it today did they or... I'm glad it's done me I didn't someone else said that but I tried to find it this morning to watch the whole yeah, fight it came on it came on me I'm yeah. going to have to find that, that one again, must be good on that but uh, yeah because I didn't watch it because you I, I was up. on next fight yeah, yeah I watched bits um, yeah he actually did alright early on didn't I, he he was weird I'll be honest. You can he was, tell he's got like weird technique. Exactly, he? it was weirdly strong. Was he? Yeah, like the way he gets called the Monkey King. Yeah, like he probably was like strong, like a monkey. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Didn't look strong, but was like you get some people who are just like that. Lad, as soon as he got older, me, I was like, "Whoa, this is weird." But this still never got me down. I was jumping for stuff. Hey, you I mean? know, body types to look like aesthetically, or however you say it, and then physically are two completely different. Yeah. Have you ever? Like rolled or sparred with like a fat person who's got like mega good cardio. Yeah. Just like, what the f is this? How, how is he outlasting me? Look at the state of him. He's lad. so fat. Paul Rimmer's a prime example is of he? that lad. Is he? You know what I mean? Is that Paul. fella still training at your gym? That one who used to have long hair. Like, he's a bit of a, a bit of a chunky fella. He used to wear like mad shirts and that. I think he's gone bald now. He just does grappling though. Tony? I'm not sure. Is it Tony? Got, he has like long hair down here, or he did. He used to always wear like a Hawaiian shirt with it open and that. Oh no, I don't to, know. I used to always is. see him at competitions. I don't know his first name, but he's a sound guy. He's a heavy, he must be a heavyweight. Oh, Paul Webb. Yeah, that's yeah, him, that's Paul him. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, him. He's, he's a cool guy. He's, he's a cool great guy. Webb, lad. He's, he's cool, he's so he's funny. He's a cool lad. guy. He's a yeah, lady. Yeah, he How you see him at jiu-jitsu competition stuff? He's, he's a nice guy. He's still competing then, is he? Yeah, he's is doing he? the 3rd of December, the Sutton on Infusion. Is he's he the Grapple Fest thing? Grapple Fest, yeah, he's competing on that on the 3rd. Nice one. 
Yeah, that's funny. That I, I couldn't, I couldn't think of you meant then, but yeah, he used to have proper long hair. Now he's got, now he's bald. Is he? Yeah, <laughs> I could see him thinning out a bit, but I've not seen you for a bit. <laughs> now he's, 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 got he's, he's got a kid and that, and all that, so he's got a beard and a shaved head. <laughs> that's he? mad. He? He's oh, went I've from no beard and proper long curly hair yeah. to a bald head and a beard. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, well, say hello to him when you yeah, see him. For I will. You probably won't even recognise him. Really? I've not seen him for a long time. It's quite funny. But yeah, as as we were saying, you got back into MMA, and did you? Fight for Cage Warriors straight away when you got back into MMA. Uh, Did you have another little fight or two out of Cage Warriors? No, I fought straight on Cage Warriors, yeah. But uh, then I got a bit of a situation then because... So, I've been training with the Furies and that, and I, I almost like... It was almost like I didn't... I got a bit of like wind behind me from training with them. Do you know what I mean? Like, more people yeah. knew about me. People didn't want to fight you. Yeah, I so I struggled then. And then... Uh, so they put me straight on a main event because I was like... I don't know. I seem to be like a bit of a bigger draw. You yeah. know what I mean? Because like, it was mad. I've not even been doing MMA, but... Was it the first fight back? That, that... The first fight back, the guy broke his leg oh, in like a minute. Wow. And uh, <laughs> So that wasn't great then. That I'll wasn't great I'll never forget that. Because I was in the back crying because Vent had just been knocked out by Tim Barney. Yeah, 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 Vince he had did. just been bingoed yeah, yeah. by Tim Barney. Like, and I was in the back crying because he was one of my best mates. Yeah, yeah. And then I, we heard the noise. Know what I mean? Like mm. I was in the back, lad. It was the worst. I was in the back. I it wasn't, was horrendous. I wasn't in the arena. Yeah. And I heard the noise. It was uh it was absolutely horrendous, you know. It was uh I'd would ra- literally rather lose than that happen. Honestly, yeah. I'd rather get knocked out than that. Like somebody literally be unable to walk for like a year because it was disgusting. Like it was disgusting. As it, I say, the noise, lad, I wasn't even in the arena bit. I was in the back. Yeah, yeah. And I heard the noise and went, it was what was that? We looked at the screen and he was on the floor and yeah, you were just so stood bad. there like that. It was that. so bad. He, uh, so I checked the kick, brought the leg up like that and I seen his foot like wrap, wrap around oh. this way, like nearly like wrap all the way around and touch his knee. Like it's hard to explain, but usually you, you check a kick and it just like bounces off and goes back. It went like that and then I seen it like come under this way. It was oh, disgusting. Lad. And then when he tried to stand on it, I knew... Knew what happened straight away. That was horrendous. That was uh, that was the worst sem- fight in my career by that's far. That's just sent pure shit. Was that it's disgusting. That, like, I'm proper squeamish as well. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, we did that one. It was a bell to the next day though. You went to see him in the hospital. Yeah, I, went, I, I actually, that picture. it was actually a few days after, you know. Um, I messaged him on Instagram. What, did he have to stay here for a, few, for a while to, then? It, was the, it seemed so bad for him because, you know, we're fighting on Cage Warriors. These guys aren't getting big money for it or nothing. Yeah. And uh, his coach had to go back home. Like, he's like, oh, I've got to go to work. Like, so he, yeah, 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 yeah. So he stayed bus. with him for like one day and he had to have like two surgeries in Liverpool and stuff. And uh, he had to stay in hospital for like, I think 10 days or something on his own. Didn't know anybody or nothing. So I just Could he even speak English? Yeah, he spoke well, at English. At least he could yeah, speak yeah. English then, lad. Imagine he couldn't speak I English. Because I, I know he was a foreign fighter coming yeah, in. Yeah, I think he's French. So, and the worst bit was his manager told him, so he, he had the same manager as like Francis Ngannou, Cyril Ngannou, yeah. trained at that gym and stuff at a MMA factory in uh, in France. And he said, look, if you win this fight, you're going to the UFC. And that happened. Oh, so it was the worst for him. So I just messaged him and was like, look, do you need anything? Do you, I, I weren't yeah. trying to like, the last thing I want to do, mate, is like go down and take a picture and show everybody how yeah. good I am. That's just not me. I literally said, do you need anything? Do you want any like DVDs bringing? Because <laughs> I didn't know what he had. I said, do you, want, do you want me to bring any books? Anything, you know, anything. And he's like, oh, just bring me some food. So I brought a bot, got him some food and that, took him down and then uh, like he wanted a picture. So he had a picture and everything. And I just thought, you know, if I was ever injured, I would want someone to do that for me. Yeah. If I was in like a weird country, didn't know anybody. So 
that's why that's why I did it kind of yeah. thing. But I didn't want to, didn't even want to post it. Do you know, he wanted to post it. So I, can, I, I don't even remember you posting it. Like Cage, what he was posting it. Yeah, yeah. Cage, what he was posting it. I think I did post it. it. I can't remember. You but, probably, uh, you probably reposted it from yeah, Cage. I just can't remember Cage. What he was yeah, putting it up. It's not my. Uh, I didn't do it just for that. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to try. Yeah. And it came full circle because when I got injured uh, against Blaze, Blaze come and checked on me. So yeah, bit of karma there. Yeah, Blaze, nice guy. <laughs> nice guy. Thanks for that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you fought again on Cage Warriors after that, though, didn't you? Fought again on Cage Warriors. So then, I fought a guy who was um, five and zero with five knockouts. Then, yeah, Yeah, same again. Just struggling for guys. I was just like, just give me someone. Just give me anybody you can. Um, So it was mad. The situation, as we talked about before, like I wanted to get as much experience as I could before I went to the UFC. That was my plan. Is I want to go in the UFC, and I want to just. Go for it, but I was I was always aware that like experience plays a big factor against people like Arlovsky, yeah. people like Falkov, people like Travis Brown, who was got you know people who are mega experienced. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I'd had like six, seven fights, something. So I wanted to have as many fights as I could. Anyway, I had this this next fight, and I knocked the guy out, this unbeaten guy. I knocked him out in like a minute or two, and. Ian Dean just come to me. Ian Dean, who's the Cage Warriors uh, matchmaker. Legend. UK MMA legend, yeah, lad. I he is love a legend. Ian Dean. And Ian Dean was just like, look, you got three fights. I think I had three or four fights left on my, on my contracts out with Cage Warriors. And he was like, look, you got three fights left, but there's basically nothing else we can do for you. <laughs> He's like, we we can't match you. We literally can't match you anymore. Um, and as that happened, UFC got in touch like the same. And I didn't really want to go to the UFC, to be honest, at the time. I didn't think I was experienced enough. I knew my level was good enough. Like I'd sparred, at the time I'd sparred loads of top boxers. I wrestled loads of, like I I knew that I could hang skill-wise. Yeah. But I just didn't think, I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't think, I just didn't know if the experience factor would be too much. And I knew that the heavyweight division's quite shallow. So um, I was just like, shall I do it, shall I not? Usually when people get the UFC call, they're like, can't believe it. They're in tears and all yeah. that. They can't wait to do it. But I was a bit like, I don't know. I want a couple more, you know. <laughs> but we were asking around shows, like my dad was speaking to everybody and all the shows said the same thing. We just can't match him. Yeah. Literally can't match him. So uh, yeah, went to the UFC and the risk obviously paid off. As you say, it is much harder for the heavyweight. That's like the reason I said no is because like, I was a featherweight at the time. Like I'm a lightweight now. Yeah. They're always gonna what like Definitely. come back for featherweights and lightweights, you yeah. know what I mean? But as you said, and there's always featherweights and lightweights to fight, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Like just look how big the featherweight and lightweight division is. Yeah. Like, there's probably four times the amount of fighters in the lightweight division than there's heavyweight. Have you been keeping up with the Dana White contender series? Um yeah, I, I keep then. up with it loosely. Yeah. I don't watch it. There was it a an lot. English fella on that way. Mick Parkins yeah, just got yeah, him. He was yeah, a heavyweight yeah, spa. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh there's only me and him, heavyweights from the UK, but uh with that, it's like some of the smaller weights, he's dead picky who he takes on. He's like, yeah. oh, they've got to finish. Are they excited enough? What's their age like? Mate, if you're a heavyweight and you win, you're in. You're in, yeah. Simple as that. Like, they, even now, they're still crying out for, like, decent heavyweight I was talent. I talking about this with Paul Smith the other day in the pod. He said, I said to him, I was like, in America, if you're a heavyweight lad, you're going to be a linebacker or something because of the money. This you know is exactly, I mean? you know, I spoke to DC, right, about going to, because I, I want to wrestle, like, some of the top, wrestlers in the world like yeah. that's what I, I want to put myself I don't know about you but with me personally I want to put myself in the most uncomfortable situations I can in training that's what I like doing yeah because then in a fight not exactly, uncomfortable exactly 
so I was, I was asking DC, like I was quizzing him a little bit and a couple more guys who know about wrestling over there about going over to get some good wrestling training with the heavyweights. And they were like, listen, if you're a big guy in America, you're either going to do American football or you're going to do basketball. Yeah. And it's like, almost like wrestling is the people who didn't make it American football and basketball. So they're not even, the heavyweight division, even in wrestling in America is quite shallow. That's what they were saying anyway. It's mad. It eh? is weird. Cause but like, it all comes down to money. Does. It's all about the money because them American footballers, mate, them Lad linebackers, much are they earning? they're getting like ridiculous money at college level. And they ridiculous. only do three months a year, don't they? Like, do they? I yeah. don't know. Lad, don't they know only do, I it. only know this because of Blaze, lad, because he's a Philly Eagles fan. And like literally, they only play for three months a year yeah. and then do the play, like the, the Super Bowl. They it's don't. Wild. Lad, it's mad. Obviously, they train all year round, but they only fair, actually mate, If play. I was American, I'd definitely be doing yeah. that. Definitely. You'd definitely, you definitely be doing that, lad. I'm still pushing for it now. I don't even know the rules. I tried to watch a game with him and was like... It lasts for about five hours exact, as well. Lad, they're on for like four hours, but the game time's about 14 minutes. Mate, have you seen how explosive they are though? Yeah. They're the most explosive athletes yeah, in the world. It's ridiculous. It's something like, the average is something ridiculous. And don't quote me on this. It's something like eight seconds on, 10 minutes off. Yeah, it is. Something like that. Literally. So they're it. just mad for eight seconds, like mad explosive. <laughs> and then mate, some of the weights that they're lifting... Like cleaning, cleans and presses and all that. It is ridiculous. Like it's weightlifter See, level. That's one weight. I, that's one thing I don't do. Clean and press. You don't know what I mean. Nah, I don't Why bother clean and press. Do like squats, deads, all the other I think stuff. Think it's a bit. Uh, it's a bit of a risk in it. It is for like. Uh, it's not as much for heavyweight. I don't, I don't know. My techers on that. They're not. If I'm putting big weights up on that, I'll probably pull me back out or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think you need good technique, don't you, for that? Like them Americans, like they just they just lift and do everything different. As I say, I've I have. Jason Blair come over and do me camps with me. He yeah. fights at welterweight, but he was a Division One wrestler in North Carolina at 84 key. But he fights at 77 now. And lad, I go, we go to the gym and do that stuff with Paul Reed, lad, and yeah. he's just, he's just like that. Is he? Is he a freak, a, like, lad? Yeah, he's just a freak, lad. The the athlete programs that they have in America are ridiculous. Aren't yeah, they? like if you want to be an athlete, you're so well supported over there. Exactly. Ridiculous. Like when I was a kid, I got told by my teacher to stop going and doing MMA yeah. and to start work focus on my schoolwork in America they take your schoolwork off yeah and go yeah. no no focus yeah, on this yeah. no wonder they win all everything in the Olympics I know and I think the American attitude in general um, seems to be like they encourage people way more and tell you that you can do it way just in general not even in sports in anything yeah. and over here it's, it seems to be like the opposite yeah do you want to put you in a box and say yeah, no yeah. this is what you should do you can't do, do that you yeah, can't, do, you that. can't do that it's, like, no, it's mad how a teacher can say that to you and it no is. you can't do that it really is when the mentor encourage you and drive you on to do yeah. more I think these like? days maybe it's changing a little bit I like to think so because I've got kids myself now but I don't know I don't, especially because I'm from like a small town aren't I so it's yeah. like a small town mentality a bit like where are you into your pie buzzies no, because I'm not for that's more like a Wigan thing, you know. Oh, yeah, um, you're just outside Wigan, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, so where I'm from, it's like a bit of an odd place. No one likes, no one claims us. So it's like, a, <laughs> it's between like Wigan, Bolton, and Salford. It's kind of like, <laughs> it's like no man's land. Yeah, it's like no man's land, really. But uh, yeah, it's got like elements of, no, nah, pasty balm. Pasty balm. Yeah, pasty balm, mate. Yeah, yeah. You ever had one of them? Nah. High level, you know. Le- yeah, yeah, high level, top tier. You don't need bread with a bar. No, you no. do, you do. You don't oh, you need to try it, top tier, honestly. Cheese and onion pasty. I mean, you don't need bread with a pasty, sorry. It's carbs on carbs, isn't it? Yeah, you carbs. Didn't die, are... you'd enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I'd probably would. I'll bring you one in, bro, after the I'll fight. I'll just never you forget going to Wigan to see a doctor to get a course of zone, and it was early in the morning. And I was trying to get like a bacon butty from somewhere. I was taking my niece to Alton Towers for a yeah, birthday. Yeah. I was trying to, I was looking for a coffee, and they all weren't open until like nine. I'm like, 
to Kathy. Like there was a chippy open selling pipe bombs. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, it's it's at, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's standard breakfast. That's <laughs> like that's standard, just weird. Standard procedure in the morning. That. That's <laughs> nah, not for me though. In fact, I mean, people eat them, but it's not like if you go like to the centre of Wigan, it's like way po- more popular. Yeah. I think. Yeah, we're just in no man's land over there. I think. <laughs> so obviously, your first UFC fight, as I just say, you couldn't get fights anywhere else. Like, yours was in the COVID period, weren't it? Yeah, debut? so I, it, it, again, a bit of an odd thing for me. It was like four fights. Now, I, I, the, my fourth one, it was in the apex, but it did have a bit of a crowd. That go. when I had my debut. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there was a bit of an atmosphere. There was like two hundred people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like my first three, especially the first one, the first two. Mate, it was literally like 10 people. There's like the atmosphere of this room right yeah. now. There was no one in there. Because they had a pin drop. And mate, the second, my second fight. So I fought someone again from MMA factory in Paris. And uh, <laughs> You love fighting knees, don't you? No, I fought three. <laughs> the only one's left is Cyril. I'm the only one I've got left. <laughs> he'll, he'll come, lad. He'll yeah, he'll come. come eventually. But um, the guy who I fought, he did loads of spinning stuff, like spinning back kicks, spinning back elbows and all that really which is the last thing you want mate in heavyweight because it's so dangerous anyway yeah and uh mate i walked in with my bag asked my dad there we walked in there was no atmosphere there's no one in there walked in there with my bag all nervous <laughs> like you do when you got a fight <laughs> you're thinking about all kinds of stuff mate literally as i walked through the door you know that joaquin buckley when he, he back kicked him in the he face that most viral was, knockout ever was that that night that was that night mate and i was fighting someone and i was like just don't get spinning back kicks in the face. And then I walked in and literally that happened and you could hear it. I was just like, walk past the cage just like that with my little bag, just like, oh, no, please not me, not me. But uh, the fight went well, luckily. Yeah, would have been thinking there though, yeah, there's already been one tonight, there can't be another one. That's what one. I was thinking. Yeah, I thought, there's no, already it been one tonight, there can't, can't be another one. Again. It can't oh, mate, be another it was horrendous. One. That was horrendous, that. And uh, his head like, literally could hear his head bouncing off the yeah. floor and everything, shocking. But I don't know, yeah, you had the one... Did you fight in the pandemic when there was, like, nobody? No. Did you not fight on Cage Warriors? Oh, I fought on Cage Warriors. Yeah, I fought uh, in my last Cage Warriors fight. I fought Mate, Martinez. It weird? It's almost like uh, the punch... I don't know about you, but this is how I felt. It's almost like the punches and kicks, like, hurt more because you can hear them more. Yeah, that's I've, how I felt. I felt it was more like a sparring session. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't it's, like it That's what all. I thought. In fact, no, no, what I fought twice in the pandemic, I was meant to fight David Martinez. It was on the 20th, 20th of March, 2020. So, so it was, was literally like, yeah, just that, the then, first yeah. weekend, all the footy got cancelled. Yeah. Uh, but Cage Warriors still That's got That's when it. I was supposed to make my debut. Yeah. Because Cage Warriors still happened, didn't it? Yeah, and they cancelled yeah, the, the UFC. They cancelled the UFC yeah. London because Molly was meant to yeah. fight. Leon yeah. Edwards was meant to fight That's Woodley. Right. That's right. And it got fully cancelled. But Cage because Darren Stewart ended up fighting someone on the Cage Warriors. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? He actually offered me on that to fight uh, Paul Craig on that. On the Cage Warriors show. Yeah. On the Cage Warriors show, Paul yeah. Paul Craig as well. Yeah, and I'm actually mates with Paul Craig. I don't know if Paul, I don't even know if Paul heard about it, to be honest, but... That's uh, because he's a light heavyweight yeah, as well. Yeah, Paul Craig was like, they were like, oh, do you want to fight Paul Craig on the on the thing at heavyweight? And I was like, mm, not really. Do you know yeah. what I mean? He's a light heavy and he's that was mate. A, that was a proper weird one that night. That was even weirder than the year later, to be honest. Like March 2021 wasn't as weird as March 2020 because it had only just happened March yeah, 2020. Yeah. It was all, it was like a the very Mackies hadn't even shot on that yet at yeah, that point. Yeah, it was an odd time, mate. I didn't like them. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I'll be honest. I felt it was like a sparring session. I couldn't get myself like I was up safe, to... Especially uh, in the Apex as well. And same in Abu Dhabi as well, to be fair. It's like, there's no atmosphere in the back or nothing. It's just like, yeah. you're just on your own. And then after the fight, it's the worst because you come back to the hotel. And especially, it really stands out for me like when I beat Arlovsky because I loved Arlovsky growing yeah. up and that. He's like one of my heroes. And then I beat him. And he got back to the hotel there in Vegas. Just me and my dad sat there. 
Like no, me and my dad sat there with the pizza, just like waiting for the flight home. No one gave, I felt like no one gave a shit. It was just like, I just beat two time uh, UFC heavyweight champ there, and I'm just here with the pizza, like with my wraps on and everything. Just like, what is that like? Don't beating like a veteran, a legend in the game like Arlovski? Because I haven't, I haven't got one of them on my resume yet, lad. And it must be, yeah. It's with my, uh, I've pretty much fought at the minute. Like, I've ticked a lot of boxes with me, yeah. even though I've only had six fights. Tick quite a lot of boxes. So I fought like a veteran in my first fight who was like, he'd had like eight UFC fights when I when I fought him yeah. with, in my first fight. Then in my second fight, I fought like a another up-and-comer kind of the thing. The spinning back kicker. Yeah, the spinning back kicker, the very <laughs> dangerous man. And then I fought Arlovsky on my third, who's like a former UFC champion. And when I fought him though, I think he just lost his last one. But he'd won... Four or five before I beat him and then four or five since I beat him as well. So yeah. he's doing like, he's not just like an old guy who's... who's I know, it's funny years ago, everyone was like, his chin's gone, his yeah, chin's yeah. gone, far from Mate, him. I whacked him, he didn't go down. I was whacking him loads. I was like, bloody not moving this <laughs> Yeah, so I, I fought him and then I fought Spivak. So, and then I got a ranking then when I fought him because he was in the top 15. Yeah. Uh, then I fought Spivak, who's like ranked top 10, who's like another up and comer. Who was like good? That it, was was that that was the same yeah, yeah, as me. Sp- right? I, mean, yeah. I really rate Spivak. He's yeah. really good. Um, I think I got him at a good time. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll fight him again. He's on well, a win seek now, isn't he? Yeah, he's since you really beat well. him, he's yeah, on yeah. a very like a four a or lot five of my, uh, A lot of my wins, they've like aged well. They've aged well, yeah. They've yeah. aged really well. See, my um, first two didn't. So. Did, yeah, <laughs> they Mate, both got, you got, you got a fight. You got a fight. Who, who they give you though? You got. A, yeah. If you're getting, if you're getting an easy fight and you're knocking them over and you're getting bonuses and that, fair play. I think, lad. I'll be honest. I think my first fight was my toughest fight. Yeah. Luigi Vendramini. Yeah, yeah. I he think was it was tough. Bad. Fight he well. was very good, lad. Yeah. But he didn't catch a break, lad, because he was yeah. already one and two going into that, and one he lost majority decision, and the other one he took up welterweight on short notice. Know know some I mean? people just have a, a have a bad run, don't they? Yeah. They just get a bad luck on the night and that's the way it goes. So who did I fight after that? Oh, then I fought Volkov then. Yeah. And uh, that I, was great though, wasn't it? Volkov, the O2 that Volkov. night, lad. Well, with me, it was always like, can I do it in front of 20,000? Because you've done so me. many with it, no card. It wasn't me. I knew that I could. Yeah. I knew that I could. But, but everybody else was like, oh, he's done all these fights when there's no pressure on him. Can he do it in front of a home crowd? I was like... No difference to yeah, me, mate. No, Absolutely no difference. If anything, it gets a exactly, fire under your arms exactly. even more. But uh, everyone was putting that question on me. I was like, listen, you boys don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. I know that I can do it. <laughs> so I did that. And then obviously the Blaze fight, the last one, which uh, that was a shocker. Yeah. That was an absolute shocker. So I but thought I, like, I, I feel like I've not had an easy UFC run no, you at haven't. all. Like I feel like I've had tough fights. Um, but I don't think any fight in the UFC is easy. I don't it, think it so either. In the way like all these people sitting in their armchair yep. lad, on the internet oh these four bums this and that about not even just me they say it about a lot of Mate. people they say it about O'Malley and that try jumping in with one of them exactly you. you try and get in with yeah. one of them you little nerd and this is this is something else that people don't take into consideration mate it's all well and good fighting these good guys on friggin PFL and uh, Bellator and K- try getting in with when the UFC pressure's on you. People yeah. don't understand what that's like, mate. It's different. It's it different. Try flying over to Vegas, mate, with nobody with you. You're on your own and you've got to fight in front of Dana White and all them cameras and all them people. It's different. I'm not bothered what anybody yeah. says. Even Michael Chandler says that though, It's he? well different. Yeah. It's Michael well different. Chandler's fourth for the Bellator world title he's added and he says the UFC is just different. It is. And people don't... It's hard to explain to someone who's not done it, I think. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just different. It's simple as that. It is different. And... Uh, yeah, like I say, it's all well and good fighting high-level guys on other shows, but it's not UFC. 
Yeah, I'm not talking about that Volkov fight though, because like, okay. you made him look like a child. Yeah. Like, it was our ass on him. You know what I mean? People thought, oh, that was Tom going to do against this six foot nine fella. Lad, you absolutely schooled him in every sentence, every sense of the word. Yeah, um, and Volkov's a G as well. Yeah, I Volkov's think, a top quality fighter. I like lad. Volkov. I love I Volkov, actually. He's a cool um, fella. He was nice because obviously yeah, I awesome. was in the red corner yeah, and you yeah. was in the blue because he was ranked higher. Yeah. So like, where we were doing like the face-off stuff, I was stand, sitting yeah, in the yeah. room with him. You know what I mean? And like, he was just like, oh, you okay, my yeah, friend? Yeah, yeah, I like him. I mean? He's a really good guy. And uh, I got a lot of respect for Volkov. Uh, most of the heavyweights are nice people anyway. I don't know why that is. I yeah. don't know how that works, but it's generally like that. But um, I was watching some of them Volkov fights, mate, before, and I was like, he's going to be hard work, this fella. Do you know what I mean? He's good. He's good. He knows how to use his size. He's massive. He's fought absolutely everybody. And at the time when I fought him, he had... Double the amount of knockouts than I had fights, fights. when I fought him. Um, <laughs> he's had some fights though, hasn't he? He's had like off? 50 fights. Yeah, right? he's and had he loads of fights. everybody. And you know what? He's beat so... The only people he's lost to are like... The title challenges. Title, yeah, yeah, like the, the top of the top, so... Like I um, always feel bad for him for that Derek Lewis fight. Mate, he schooled him the whole yeah, fight. Schooled he? him for 14 minutes and 50 seconds yep. and then just got it with a big overhand. Yeah. Like, he's... Uh, he's he uses his range so good and he's massive. He's a frigging giant yeah. as well. So, well, uh, if you're saying he's a giant, imagine how I feel mate, when he stood next to me. Massive. I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, though, he has his disadvantages. Like, if you're, if you're really tall and you're. It's easy to shoot under. Yeah, you can get like under him easy. And when they're on the back, it's dead hard to get up. But yeah. if you watch his fight with Blades and other wrestlers, he's fought, he was getting up really well, you know. Like, he got up really, really well. Um, so I knew his getting up was pretty good, but. Um, he didn't get up that well against me. No, uh, he, he did didn't. one time, but only because I had a Kimura on him. Mate, he got up on his elbow and he posted up on his elbow and his elbow's that long. Yeah. I felt like I was going to roll off him. I felt like I was like <laughs> six feet in the air when he was up on his elbow like that. I was like, I'm letting go of this before I end up on the bottom. I thought, I've took him down once, I'll do it again. Just let him up. Uh, the sub you got against him was very rare as well, though. You know what I mean? The straight arm. Look hey, from... It's rare, but it's not rare for me. I yeah. catch that all the that time. You catch yeah. it off. From half guard, yeah. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I... Uh, I prefer, for MMA, I prefer half guard because, like, you lock yourself onto them. Yeah. Like, uh, I love, like, ground and pound, especially because, like, from half guard, you lock, like, the leg in. You're locking their legs in with your leg. Your hips are on their hips, and you can just posture up and, and throw elbows yeah. and stuff. I love that. See, I, I prefer full guard. Oh, you like being your full guard on I, top? Yeah. yeah. I don't... Yeah. I, ground and pound from Sarkin, so I can see why. Good. I can see why. People just underhook and get yep. out. I'd rather sit in full guard and punch it in the yep. face till you give exactly your mouth why. or your back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, I know she really good on the back backs. I, I struggle with the back, you know. I'm not, it must be hard to be in a bigger dude, don't know what I mean? It's because like I'm taller than most people. I start like falling off, you know, like yeah. forward. Like I just, it's it's just there with me. Yeah. I just jump on, you yeah. know what I mean? Like no. someone gives me an opening for the back, lad, I'm taking it. Yeah. Just like me last fight with It's a great position to be in though, and it's a great yeah. position. But uh, no, half guard's my thing. I love, especially because I like, uh, I love elbows. I absolutely love elbows. Yeah. You can catch so many elbows and you can just feed the underhook in from it yeah. as well and just go back to it. It's dead easy for me. I love it. But yeah, that, I have like a little sequence that I do where, don't oh. be giving too much away. Oh, lad. it's all right. It's, it's out there anyway. It's out there. You can see it. Anyone with a brain can see exactly what I'm doing. Uh, so from half guard, like I say, you lock yourself in with the leg. Then you posture up, elbow on this side, and they've either got two options. They're either going to get elbowed in the face. Most people don't like that, though. No, they don't. <laughs> or Turn away. they'll reach up and try and pull, break your posture and pull you back down. As they reach up, they're obviously their arms are like yeah. extended then. So you can easily 
take arm locks and Kamoras yeah, nice. and stuff like that. So yeah, that's where I got it. I nearly got him the Kamora the first time, but like I say, he just dead tall, so I rolled off him nearly. So <laughs> fighting someone six nine, I couldn't even think of that. You know what I mean? He's I see some of these lightweights were like six three. I'm like, Jesus. I'd just I'd have to pick you up and it drop it you on your head. Uh, talking about this the other day though, it's it's mad the way that in other sports, generally you have like a body type, don't you? You're yeah. like, right, a footballer is this size, a sprinter is this size. Whereas in, in MMA, there's all shapes and like different shapes and sizes. You can make every style work for you. Yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? I the always it think of that Deron Wynn, who's a middleweight and he's like five foot six or something. Oh no, yeah, DCs. yeah, the short stocky guy. Yeah, yeah. Him. It's mad lad how small he is, but he fights at like 25. It makes it work makes for him, it work. Yeah. But obviously... Gonna have to move on to that last fight, the blade, yeah. the blades fight. I wanted to ask you that: Did you have a was that bad going into that fight, or did um, you always had so like knee problems? Uh, the way that I talk, I don't like to talk about it too much because it's like people say, like, "Well, why did you fight with a bad knee?" But that bad knee has been, been bad. bad for years. Mate, I've had that since before I was in the UFC. Yeah, so I've, I've always been like training around it and stuff. And actually, the last camp, and I thought blades, it felt really strong. Uh, but it does this thing occasionally where like it locks up. Well, it did do, it's fixed now. I've had surgery on it, yeah. but uh, it used to like lock up. So sometimes, it, to be honest, it never really happened with a kick before. It would If I was on my knees for too long, like grappling, like in turtle position, yeah. sometimes I couldn't stand up because it'd be locked, like bending after I get someone to like pull it out. And uh, it just so happened, whatever for whatever reason that night, it just, I kicked him and my knee just locked up completely. I kicked him, my knee locked and I just couldn't move it it just something snapped in there and then that was it so just unlucky mate I don't know I don't know why it happened obviously I've had a lot of time to think about it and um, just one of them things isn't it there wasn't even like a strike landed before it was there it was it's, like a jab or we, like mate, a... we were just missing each other for, it was a bit of a wild start to be honest it was a bit full on um, on both like we were both going for it like right from the bell but we, we missed each other like a few times each and then I just landed a leg kick and as I went to step on it, I didn't even realise that it didn't hurt when I landed it. And then as I went to step on it, like my leg wouldn't straighten out, you know, to step. It was yeah. just locked like that, like bent. As I went to step on it, it just give up. Just like, oh, I can't do anything on it now. Oh, I can remember rushing to get out the shower. Molly shouting at me, oh, Tom's on now, Tom's on yeah, now. Man. Like I j jumped out the shower in the changing yeah, yeah. room, ran in. We were watching, like, oh, yes, come on, lad, come on. And then literally it happened. We were like... What's just happened? Like, yeah. what's even just happened? Like, we didn't know what what was going on. It was it was very bizarre. What um, did it end up being? Like ACL, MCL. Yeah, so it? I told me MCL and uh, I told me cartilage as well. So they're fixed now anyway. So I'm on the way back now. I make my knee as net. I'm doing stuff now. Even like I think I'm like four months post surgery now. I'm doing stuff now that I've literally not been able to do for years. Like I can grapple on it properly I, so, I can do loads of one-legged stuff and that which yeah. I've not been able to do so I was going to ask you about the rehab what's the rehab being like lad? good really good yeah. mate, I'm, I'm doing I'm smashing the rehab I'm smashing the uh, everything like my focus has been 100% and getting better and like I said before like when I come back I'm not like before I was like it wasn't like I was using it for an, an excuse but there's a lot of stuff that I couldn't do and I was yeah. always like oh, I've got to be careful with it with it. there's none of that anymore mate it's like I'm coming back when I'm ready and I'm going to go and win the title now. And that's it. I'm going to win the title. There's no two ways about yeah. it. That's what I'm doing. Love that, you know, lad. Uh, but be, mate, before it was always like, oh, I want to take my time. And um, to be honest with you, a lot of that is because I knew I had a bad knee yeah. and I need to get it fixed. But when you go in and you're fighting regular, it's always just like, I'll oh, just get it fixed. Get after through the next this fight. One. Yeah, get through I've done it fight. before. I've done it before like six times. Oh, I'll be able to get through this one and then I'll get it fixed. Yeah. And mate, when does it end? 
when does that end? Because you like, always get another fight. Yeah. You always get someone else calling you out. You always get another opponent. And I'm glad that it happened, to be yeah. honest. Now, I'm glad Looking that it happened. Looking back in hindsight. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it happened. What was the mental aspect of it like, though? Because obviously that, that must have been hard. Not easy. Not easy. Um, like, could you walk properly in that for a while? You know what I mean? Well, I've like, heard it. Yeah. You no, know, I, was, I was sat down for like two weeks. It was really weird because... Um, I like was having loads of work done on the house and stuff that I planned on having, but I was supposed to go away for like three weeks after my fight. Yeah. But I only could go away for like a few days and then I had to come back and have surgery because that's when I got my surgery booked. So we all came back, I had the surgery and stuff and I was planning on having all this work done on the house like when I was away so I could come back to it and all yeah. the house would be done because I just bought a house and, and stuff. And you come back to a building site? Basically come back <laughs> to a building site. I have my little kids running around wanting to do stuff and I'm just sat there with a massive swollen leg just being like what has just happened. You know what I mean? Like all the madness of a fight build up and everything. And obviously you think you're going to be coming off a big win and that, don't yeah. you? And I always think, oh, I'll have a nice bonus. And I'll be able to chill for the rest of the summer. I'm going to be on holiday for three weeks with the family and all that. And it just didn't work out like that. So yeah, the, the mental aspect wasn't, uh, wasn't great, but a bit of reflecting time and that. And I feel really good about everything. Like I feel like... Refreshed. I feel refreshed. I feel like my body's going to be fresh and... I feel like it gave me a good look look on stuff that I've been doing wrong for a long time and now I can fix it. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, nice. I'm really so happy with it. When do you expect to be back in the cage or when do you want to be back in the cage? Uh, I know this March thing's coming up and obviously I'm getting asked about that frigging every day. People say, oh, you got to be on this March. Yeah, and it'll be ready by then though. Uh, do you know what? I've rushed enough with this knee. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's... I, I, I just wait till you're ready. Like I'm waiting. Be Till I am 100% confident that I can come back and absolutely spank the rest of the division. Yes, lad. And I'm not coming back for anybody or anything else apart from when I'm ready. Yeah. Because uh, with this time off, I've been able to like reflect on a lot of stuff. And uh, a lot of stuff, mate, I've had, I've had like people around me listening to people I shouldn't be listening to and people there wasting my time and agreeing to stuff that I didn't really want to agree to. Do you know what I mean? I'm not talking about my fight. I'm just talking about in general, you know, once you, you feel, well, I don't know about you, but I like felt like I had to say yeah to a lot of stuff that I didn't want to do yeah. a lot of the time. And now I'm being like, you know, actually I need to have a little bit of confidence about myself. I need to have a little bit of backbone and be like, actually I'm going to do it when I'm ready for it. Not when you want me to do it. I'm going to be ready when I'm going to, when I'm going to be ready is when this knee is confident enough and I'm ready mentally to come back and absolutely spank the rest of the division. I won't be coming back earlier. Yeah. So to answer your question, I don't know when I'll be back, but yeah. it's when I'm going to be ready. That's it. You've got to be hundred percent, lad. Especially after having like you've probably not been able to even train much. And what have you been able to do recently? I've just started uh, done a little bit of boxing sparring like the last couple of weeks. Just started grappling now. Yeah. But I've been doing loads of weights and strength and conditioning. I've kept yeah. the diet good, and uh, I've not gone into a fat slob or nothing, which <laughs> I'm happy with. I'm and I think I'm well stronger than I used to be because I've just worked on like loads of strength and stuff. So. Um, the weights have helped and you get better I think so as well, I think definitely. so and I've been, I've been like living clean as well I've been yeah. having a drink and that on the weekends but like that's normal for me anyway so um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a bit of partying here and there but nothing nothing See, too I'm heavy. more of an eater than a drinker me no I like a drink uh, I like a drink and uh, I like I like eating as well don't get me wrong but I think uh, it's, it's it's put me in a great like mental spot that I needed I needed a break do you yeah. know what I mean I needed a break and I'm glad that I could have a break and just let the pressure like go down a little bit, get myself right mentally and physically, and then just come back and just spank everybody. Lad, I, I'll be honest, I can't wait to be able to say I've, I've had the heavyweight champion of the world 
UFC Everweight Champion of the World on my podcast. I'll come back again if you invite yeah, me. Yeah, lad, if you'll, you'll be back, back on that. Therefore, I, I, I know it's going to happen for you as well, lad, because you believe in yourself that yep. much. You've got the skills. Know but, what mate, I, mean? I never did. This, this is like, uh, obviously, I've always believed in myself, but it's never, like, this has been a process. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always been like, started off as a little shy kid who couldn't speak to anyone and all that kind of stuff. And now it's been like, I'm finally getting to the point now. And I think the injury helped a lot where I'm like, actually, I need to do what's right for me. Yeah. When it comes to training, when it comes to media obligations, when it comes to personal life. Like, I never really like, it sounds a bit, it sounds a bit soft like, but I never really had the confidence to say like, no, Yeah. actually I'm going to like do what's right for me. And now I'm cutting off like a lot of people who I know that are not in it for the right reasons. Yeah. With the, like the help of my team, do you know what I mean? My dad's behind me and uh, my agent's helping me out with that. And I've got a great, great people behind me now where I can be like, listen, we're going to get me to be the heavyweight world champion. No agendas in it, nothing like that. It's going to be like, we're doing what's right for me and that's it. That's, and that's the main thing, lads, what's right for you. Mate, at the end of the day, it's me who's got to step in, in the cage there in front exactly. of millions of people. Nobody else. No one Nobody else gets else. in there, it just does. I and if, anybody, mate, if anybody's blocking me, if anybody's blocking me from going and winning, then they can't be around me. Yeah. Simple as that, mate. In any way, I'm not just talking about, like, if, if people are getting in my head outside of training, if people are trying to drag me here, they don't, they don't have a place in my life at the yeah. moment. And they're never going to until I've won the title. And that's it because now it's like 100% focus. I'm going to come back and win it and there's going to be nothing stopping me. I love that. You know, that future UFC heavyweight champion of the world. Well, lad, before we finish up, I always have, I put it on my YouTube that you're coming on. So I have, I have questions sent in, lad. Oh, yeah. A little last party segments. So uh, I've got a few questions for you here. What people have asked, what some fans have asked. There's some weird ones. Probably, yeah. Know what I mean? There's I'm probably some bullied. weird I'm ones. getting bullied on there a little bit. <laughs> I probably am. I want to see him as like, he's the love child of someone and the Viva Vendetta mask. I seen that on there. Know I what see I mean? what they mean. These people, they think you don't own a mirror. And so that's <laughs> it. I can see all my flaws as well, you know, you have to keep pointing them out. <laughs> yeah, the first one, Cuz199 asks, what are your thoughts on John Jones entering the heavyweight division in the right circumstances? Would that be a fight you'd be interested in? Oh, of course. Mate, of course I'd love to fight John Jones. Yeah, Come on. Um, I don't fancy one of them spinning back elbows to the head though that he does, <laughs> but uh, it's very interesting, isn't it? I think anytime somebody carries a little bit more weight than usual, I think that plays a big factor. So yeah. I think it's it's smart of him to do it slowly. But, excuse me, that orange juice is repeating on me. That's, but, um, like, that's lovely, lad. I, it is I, nice. It I've is already nice. drank like three or four glasses while we've been sitting it's nice. here. It's nice. But I think that, I'm just interested, yeah, I'm well interested in it. I want to see, first of all, he's been off for a few years, hasn't he? So how's he yeah. going to look after the break? Second of all, How's he going to look against a legit heavyweight guy? Because it's fighting and training is two different things. But yeah, I think uh, John Jones has all this. He has like skills to burn, doesn't he? So yeah, he does. I'd be interested in seeing that. Definitely, I'd as, love to fight him. As you say, two hundred five and two six five though. That's big a difference, big mate. difference, big. mate. And it's it's one thing being two six five. It's another thing naturally being two six yeah. five. Like with me, mate, I'm not making light heavyweight unless oh, no, I lose no a leg or that. get seriously ill. Like it's just not happening. So. Uh, <laughs> Like I'm naturally a heavy guy. He's not naturally a heavy guy. Yeah. So he's, mate, well interesting. I always say that I'd love to be at heavyweight because I've seen you plenty of times, haven't I? When I'm like, oh, I'm nil by mouth now, Tom, and you're there having a scran or drinking yeah. a chocolate milkshake. And I'm just yeah. like, you bastard. Hey, I just forget. Next time, just say, Tom, there's a lot of people cutting white. And I'll be like, right, no worries. I just forget. Here's a good question. Stat, stat, 
CMF4199. Now, lads, hard names, I get that. As one of the most technically savvy heavyweights we've seen in the octagon, is it difficult to find high enough level training partners to get the the looks necessary? Are you the and are your main training partners also heavyweights? Yeah, so this is something uh, that I've had to come, not come to, ter- yeah, well, yeah, I've had to address over yeah. the last, uh, especially the last couple of years or so, especially the last year, really. Um, I've had to travel for training, mate, simple as that. Like, I can't turn up on a mat with 10 guys who are half my size and think that's all right. Yeah. And any coach who thinks that is all right, Hasn't got a clue. Hasn't got a clue, basically. Hasn't got a clue what they're talking about. Like, that's not, that's just not feasible to step it in the cage with a top five heavyweight in the world. Like, I'm just simply not going to win. Simple as that, mate. So uh, I've just been going everywhere to find the highest level training partners that I can possibly get. That's why uh, I've been going over to Holland, sparring uh, Rico Verhoeven a bit, the best kickboxer in the game. Yeah. The best heavyweight kickboxer ever. Uh, I go up to Sunderland to train with like Phil DeFries, Mick Parkin, who's just got yeah. in the UFC. Mate, just any of the top heavyweights in any, dis- any discipline, like I want to work with them yeah. because, mate, it's absolutely pointless pissing in the wind if I turn up to the gym and there's 10 lightweights there. What's the point? There's absolutely <laughs> no point. It's a complete waste of time. It is like, I know we have a big lad in our gym, lad, Mustafa. Yeah, I know him, yeah. Lad, yeah. He's about six, seven or yeah, so. Yeah, he's a big dude. You know what I mean? And, it's hard to get him sparring partners like because yep. he's so big. Yeah, it's just I can remember sparring with him before the Martinez fight, and he grabbed me in a body lock and bruised me rib. You know yeah. what I mean? Popped me rib or something. It's just not going to work, mate. Heavyweights are way slower than everybody else, and they're way stronger. Like yeah. it's just not. I need to be have the and and something else, mate. Is like if there's small guys in the gym, I can't get motivated to go and train with small guys. Yeah, that's a that, and that's an issue. You know you can manhandle. That's an issue like that. If you're not got no motivation to go and train, and you're not inspired to go and train like that's. That's an issue. I want to be challenged and pushed in the gym. Otherwise, yeah. what, what am I doing? Wasting exactly. time. Yeah, next one from Matthew McManus. Could you ask the big man his thoughts on how many fights he would like to get himself back in pole position in the heavyweight division and who he thinks he will be meeting at the top? Because we all know Big Tom's getting there. That oh. we do, lad. Well, we appreciate the compliments around here. I'll take them, I'll take them all day. Um, I don't know. The heavyweight division is so... You're going to come back and fight to in the top 10 no matter yeah, what. Yeah, no yeah. No matter what. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I'm, I'm yeah. good with that. It's, I'd like to fight someone not in the top five. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd like to fight someone lower down the top 10, first of all. Uh, the hit, mate, the heavyweight division, especially if you're close to being ranked or you are ranked, you're two fights away from a title shot, two yeah. big wins away Literally. from a title shot. But uh, as far as who's going to be the heavyweight champion when I'm up there, I don't know because it takes one, it takes one shot at any weight. Never mind heavyweight. Never mind heavyweight, exactly. So you never know, obviously, we've got Nganu at the top at the moment, but is he going to stick around? We don't know. Yeah, He's a dangerous know. man, but uh, we don't know. You never know at this yeah, weight. you're spot on there. Here's a question, but we've, we've I've spoke about it, to be honest. Josh Ludwig asked, Tom, do you have do you have a change in mindset post-injury? Has it affected you mentally and your motivations to achieve what you want to achieve in the UFC? Yeah, yeah we've, we've pretty much spoke pretty about much that. Pretty much spoke yeah, about yeah. that. Spoke about that one. Uh, Holden Hunt asks how how does it feel when you first step in the cage for a fight I can't even remember now it was that long ago I'm pretty much the same you know yeah. I can't even uh, like you had your debut in like 2011 as well didn't something you something like that I don't even right. know I'm terrible with timelines yeah. but uh, I remember thinking like my body's not working as well as it does in the gym yeah. <laughs> <laughs> usually a bit easier I don't know like when you're nervous and that you learn to deal with that as you go yeah, you the do. nerves never leave you that's something that you learn as well, is uh, that them emotions they never leave you. But um, 
at first it's like, well, for me, I can only speak about myself, but I was like trying to, I almost had two fights. I was trying to fight like my opponent and then I and was yourself. trying to fight like myself. I was trying to be like, you can't be nervous. And it's like, no, it's actually good to be nervous. Yeah. Just go with it and enjoy it. it. That's what I, I try and do now. It is like... I embrace the nerves of me and like I feel it as like good yep. butterflies and I just love getting in there. That's what I'm like now. I absolutely love it. But uh, yeah, at the time I felt like I was like, you almost, I felt like I was like underwater a little bit. Yeah. A little at first. Yeah, there's a funny one. Kieran Singleton, music asks, who are your, your go-to artist, music artist in the gym? DMX. Yeah, man's rap. All yeah, day. yeah, definitely. I go DMX all day, but DMX can find me up. Yeah. Yeah, big time. He's a bit old school now. He's dead as well. I RIP DMX. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's a little bit, he's old school, but and I just, it never stops firing me up, mate, DMX. Yeah. I don't know, there's but something about his voice. Yeah, there's just something he's about DMX eight. that just fires me up. Uh, Harrison Greenwood asks, what did what did you do for work prior to MMA? So I, I always worked, but the way that I worked, luckily I've got a very supportive family who like, they was on board with me goals. Like, yeah. They were never like, Tommy, you need to get a real job now. They were just like, especially my dad, obviously my dad's my coach as well, but <laughs> they were always like, just make enough money so you can train. That's that's all you got to do. Mate, so I used to uh, work at a gym. Uh, I actually was a cleaner in a gym at first. Then I progressed to being like a PT a little bit, did a bit of that. Worked on the doors a little bit. Um, taught jujitsu a little bit, taught MMA a little bit. Mate, always what I did was like, just to get by just to get by yeah. so I can train yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it was particularly tough for me I think because I, I had kids as well like yeah you can't just got to provide for yourself kids. Like, I, I was lucky kids, I, yeah. I, I haven't got no kids on yeah, still yeah. and I just done like privates to get by yeah. I've never had that's a normal job that's what I did a lot yeah, I've never had a normal well. job lad. but um, it, especially like when I got mate, the, my close circle was never like this but a lot of people around was like because I got twins and especially like when I had my twins, so I had three kids and I didn't really have a job. I was just like doing a few privates yeah. and that. I was fighting on like cage warriors and I was having pullouts and stuff. And a lot of people were like, right, you're going to get a job now. Or what? You got, you got like three kids. Um, but yeah, that's where that belief comes in. And like I say, luckily I've got a lot of like my close circle. They're always like, you know what? Just do what you can to, because they all believed in me. They all yeah. knew that I was going to get in the UFC and make nice money. Set. So I'm very lucky in that aspect. Lovely. And yeah, last one. Shin David asks, what is your favourite way to win a fight? Submission, KO or decision? Just want to win, first oh, and foremost, by yeah. finish. Know you know what I mean? That's, you, the, that's the main thing. Winning by finish in, in spectacular fashion. I agree. I agree. Um, but I, if I can knock someone out, mate, I don't know, there's nothing better than it's that. A it's a weird feeling. It? it sounds a bit odd and it, I, I feel like a bit of a psycho saying it, but there's nothing better than being stood over someone when they're down and yeah. you're like... I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Like, when, mate, when you feel that rest, hands on you. There's nothing start, quite yeah. like that. There's nothing quite that like it. That debut I had where I got, it still pisses me off that it went down as a TKO, lad. He was lying on the floor yeah, like yeah. that, knocked out. I was down no, a he TKO. Was, he was out. He was, yeah. he was snoozing. Still went down as a TKO, lad. I'm fuming over it. But oh. yeah, I, I think as well, because we're more submission artists, getting the knockout feels a bit better. I remember the first time I knocked someone out and I was like, is that it? Is he knocked out with that? Like, <laughs> they're a dead, dead soft punch. I was like, <laughs> 
He's asleep. He's asleep and I'm awake. What's going on? But uh, yeah, I think knocking someone out, I love that. Love yeah. that. Say, I think I'm the same, to be honest. But lad, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank oh, you for coming for on. But, me, lad, tell everyone where to find you on your socials and if you shout any sponsors out. Oh, I'd love like to. That. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just started a YouTube channel, actually. Yes, Tom has been all official. Know, yeah. Tom has been all official on YouTube. Just got a video up today, actually. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Tom has been all official also. And uh, I'd just like to give a big shout out to my sponsors, you know, Jim King. Um, who else have we got? Who else have we got, Ant? Ultra. Ultra MMA, Ultra Nutrition as well. Redline. Redline. CBD. Vitality CBD, who have all stuck with me through a massive injury, which yeah. is very, uh, that like touches, that like touches me. That yeah, well some, because, some uh, sponsors can like back away. Maybe then people, because of it, like this injury, especially at first, we didn't know what it was. And it's like, is he going to be out? Is that it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is that it for his career? A lot of people was like, you read these comments and people are like, that's it, he's done now. Yeah, it's, like, it's never going to be the same. No, I'm just going to fix me and come back better, mate. Yeah. Simple as that. But uh, I love it. yeah, and luckily the, these sponsors who I've got, they're absolutely amazing. And they, they're like on board and they're stuck with me. So... Big shout out to all the sponsors as well. Appreciate nice, it. Well, as I say, it's been a pleasure having you. And Thanks hopefully, lad, when me. you have got that big world title, we'll get you back on, lad. I'll put it here. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than the pillow, it'll just be the title. It'll just be the belt. Like just yeah. chill. I'll rest on the belt, just mate. Sit yeah. in there. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Great stuff. Another episode in the bank, people. See you next week. <laughs>